Back with the WMAY Morning News Feed. I'm Greg Bishop, 711, and let's check in now with Attorney Thomas DeVore. We've checked in with him plenty times throughout the pandemic because he's been challenging COVID-19 rules on a variety of issues, and one that was just uh, uh, had a temporary restraining order against an organization over a quarantine policy. Uh, and we're seeing this impact other school districts as well as we talked last half hour. Uh, school district just south of Springfield North Mac had students walk out challenging their quarantine rules. So what's the latest? What's going on here? What is this thing called due process? Attorney Thomas DeVore joins us now on the WMAY morning news feed. Tom, thanks for taking time with us this morning. I guess just give us the uh, the, the the scoop here. Uh, what happened in uh, Clinton County with a case that you brought on behalf of a parent of a school kid at the Carlisle School District? Well, Greg, what's happening here is, is, a, is something that's happening across the state, and here's what it is. You have these schools that, that are open, and you have this, this quibble sometimes going on about whether masks are appropriate, vaccinations are appropriate, et cetera. And we're seeing administrators across the state because they have uh, beliefs maybe that are different than many of the parents, is when they have a close or they have someone who tests positive, these school district administrators are taking it upon themselves completely outside uh, the realm of the health department, and they are deeming who's a close contact and sending students home without providing them any due process or any ability to object. And, and that is causing this hysteria of, like you're seeing in North Mac, of you have nine children who have tested positive, and almost 120 kids have been sent home, and they're being sent home without any uh, of the health department uh, processes being followed at all. So yesterday, uh, you had a case in Clinton County. Uh, what ultimately did the judge have to say about that uh, particular challenge? Well, that challenge was, again, the, the superintendent of that school on her own without any involvement of the health department was deeming children to be close contact and sending them home for 14 days without there being any ability to, to object to that. And so we went to court, and I argued to the judge that the ISB resolution is clear that children must be provided in-person learning unless there's an order of quarantine from the health department saying that that child should, should be isolated or quarantined or restricted because, again, they've deemed them a health risk. That order of quarantine requires consent of the parent or an order of the court saying that, yes, this is in fact the case. And the judge said to the school district, you can't circumvent that process. That's violating due process. The judge even used the word dictatorship if that's allowed to happen. And the judge said, no, you cannot on your own without the health department doing it, send these children home and remove them from the school. You don't have that authority. Tom, um, what do you say uh, about uh, the issue of the public health areas in the in the counties? Uh, of course, we got 102 different counties. Uh, most of them have their own public health departments. What kind of documentation should they be issuing here? And uh, talk a bit about the due process once a health department does actually give a quarantine order. There, there is a document, and this actually happened in Adams County, and we brought another suit here, and, I'll, and we can talk about that briefly, but it, the process is real simple. If a child tests positive, the health department, in conjunction with the school district, should do contact tracing, determine if there are close contacts by definition, 
And if there is a close contact, the health department has an obligation to contact that child's parents and say, we've deemed your child to be a close contact. Ask that parent to agree to an order of isolation or quarantine that restricts that child's movement and, according to ISBE, then disallows them into the school for that period of time. And if that parent does not consent, then there is there is a, they have to go to court. They can issue a 48-hour emergency order, but then they have to go to court and get the court to issue an order of quarantine. An order of quarantine, Greg, is a real legal document. I have sent it across the state thousands of times. And without that order of quarantine, the school district is not allowed to refuse that child admittance into the school and must give them in-person learning. And again, I'm not making this up. All you got to do is read Isby's May 2021 in-person learning resolution that says exactly what I just told you. But there is an order of quarantine. It's a document that, again, the parent can consent to or the court can issue. And again, there is a 48-hour emergency provision, which they tried to use in Adams County. And then when it made it to the state's attorney, the state's attorney refused to prosecute that on behalf of the health department because they knew they didn't have sufficient facts that a court would have quarantined that child. And so the child was allowed to go back to school the next day. We're talking with Attorney Thomas DeVore on the WMAY Morning News Feed 716. Um, we have one comment here uh, says that, uh, uh, don't be fooled, this is just a TRO that the Clinton County judge issued. Um, that TRO has, uh, has teeth, right? Absolutely. The TRO says that, again, as to these two children, that the school district is prohibited from excluding them from the school and, and quarantining them, and it's the health department unless the health department has an order of quarantine. So that TO, TRO is applicable to those children, but I assure you that school district now knows if they continue to do that to other children, that people are going to start taking them to court and forcing their hand. So the parents will start – and again, we filed the same thing in North Mac. We filed the same thing in Adams County. The TRO says that this school can't do what they're doing as to those children. And again, if the school district wants to try to go out and continue to do that to other children, uh, we'll see what the court thinks about that. So, Tom, uh, talking about North Mac uh, earlier this morning, I did have a parent Mm -hmm. call in. Uh, He's the Mm -hmm. parent of a a football player uh, who has been kind of tossed back and forth. He was allowed in school for a couple of days and then said, no, I'm sorry, we screwed that up. You're supposed to be out of school. And then he's uh, my client. Okay, well, uh, we (laughs) he says (laughs) that he has been given a an email from the health department uh, saying quarantine. Uh, But Mm -hmm. uh, what what steps should parents take if they if they do? get that email uh, from from a local health department the the email is unlawful okay as i said they have to have consent of the parent or they have to have a court order the email that they sent them i have it is trying to say we have deemed your child a close contact so you can't go to school uh, for this amount of time that email has no force and effect of law these health departments for the most part don't even know what they're doing so again, a quarantine email is not an order of court or it's not an emergency order. Greg, this is an actual document, an order of quarantine. I can give it to you. The State Department of Health prepared it and has produced it to all counties, and it takes that order of quarantine to be in effect. It can't be just an email from the health department. I've read that email and I started laughing. It has no force and effect whatsoever. 
Tom, uh, you brought up uh, this issue of due process, gosh, a year ago, if not longer <laughs> ago, right? Uh, especially yep. with the, the, the stay-at-home orders that the governor had, and there was this ongoing question of, you know, does he have the authority to quarantine the entire state? Uh, and, nope. uh, uh, you know, these issues of, of due process uh, have come up for quite some time here. Um, what do you think is going to ultimately happen when the dust all does settle here? And I guess give us the, the next steps here in the, the Clinton County case. Uh, is this is this an issue that's going to highlight the importance of due process or are we going to see the courts continue to slow walk these cases so we have uh, absolutely no clarity on uh, how to deal with these things? The due process issue that we just talked about has always been the case. But, Greg, here's the thing that, that people that really understand what's going on here is that the optics of these things over the last year and a half have changed. People a year ago were scared to death. And that includes the courts. People, they're human beings. And, 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 you know, you've had a couple of judges in particular parts of the state a year ago that were scared and, in my respectful opinion, completely disregarded due process. But times have changed since then. People are starting to see more egregious types of actions. We're not just talking about masks anymore. We're talking about trying to force vaccination on people, et cetera. And so the optics of this are changing. People are getting more and more resistant the courts are starting to look at this and go, you know what, it's time for us to do something because we were giving some deference before because we didn't know. Now they know, and you're going to see more and more courts, in my opinion, stand up and say what I've known all along is there's a huge due process issue going on here. You know, we're getting ready today to, or not today, but this week, we're bringing action against Isby on this whole threat of recognition status. You and I can talk about a different time. But there are school district law firms across the state that refuse to they want to stay nameless, and that's fine. That know what's going on by even by ISBE is a violation of, of due process, procedural and substantive. And I think the courts are going to now start stepping up because people have had enough of this, and then they're going to they're going to protect themselves. Attorney Thomas DeVore here on the WMAY Morning News Feed. Uh, let's connect again uh, when you see that uh, that case filed against Isby, uh, because we do have that uh, piece of legislation that was filed by uh, Representative Gonzalez uh, last week mm-hmm. uh, that would codify mm-hmm. uh, the powers that Isby says they have. So uh, we'll, see exactly. how, we'll see how this all plays out. Uh, <laughs> Attorney DeVore, uh, greatly appreciate your time as always, and we'll talk again soon, okay? Thank you, sir. Take care. Bye.